Welcome to the CPL Podcast. This is your host, John Dandro, and we got a lot for you on today's show. As usual, it's a pretty full lineup. We have a um, popular band, Johnny Nine and the Racers. They're going to perform for you today. And back by popular demand, we have the return of the love-hate music debate by Brianna and Matt. In addition to those segments, today we have something for you that a lot of you have probably never had the chance to experience, and that's slam poetry. What slam poetry is, is a way for people to express themselves openly. It allows them to express their emotions, their feelings, without worrying about fitting into the confines of a normal poem. Here with us today, we have several members from the Connecticut National Youth Poetry Slam Team, who in April will be performing at the Brave New Voices National Poetry Competition in New York. They do have a website, www.upwardspoetry.com, where there will soon be a link to complete audio recordings of their poets. My name is Elizabeth. I like to think that I coach this team of brilliant young poets, but you usually they're teaching me something. Here. You should be on the low branches of the weeping willow tree in the front yard of the old seventh grade poetry writing workshop, part two. And then there is Max, a foul ball smashed into a neighbor's window, a broken drumstick, a single My flower where you least expect to find you. one. The flames of our beautiful My name is Maria. I'm 24 souls. years old. I'm from Springfield, Massachusetts. Um, grew up in an Air Force family and still wondering what it really means to cross into the blue. Me a song. There are places in this town where the night is so deep Sugar, love, the dark. sweet there body are times madness. In this town Blood when the silence is so intense you can hear stone. the quiet. Meat tenderizer pounds, the love duck quickens. Hi, my name is Amira. I'm 17 years old, half black, half Boricua, full-blooded poet. I'm from Amherst, Massachusetts, by way of Houston, Texas. Who's the daddy? When did talk shows become paternity testing clinics? As people asked advice from a lady on the radio, when did gossip? I know why the cage bird sings. She lays withering on the ground as she smiles over her Prozac, Zoloft, morphine, self-help books, Dr. Phillips. My name's Emily. Uh, I'm a junior at Newtown High School, an educational center for the arts in New Haven. This is called Backfield Conversions. I fell in with the Those tribe and poet rhymes, girl. back alley lines, photo. My name is Emma, um, from Newtown, Connecticut. I'm 17, um, and these are for you. I have spent the last year of my life trying to learn how to flow better. See, I was tired of being just another baby girl poet. I was real tired of that stop and stutter, that flutter of heart. Thought I'd start taking inspiration from the greats to make my rhyme scheme a little more hip hop, a little less bubble pop country rock. But all I seem to do is make a fool of me, mixing Nelly and Shelly and Keats, Whitman set to an Eminem beat and <laughs> no, not the candy you freak see. I have enough sugar-coated color in my life. I'm aiming for a little less strife, a little less pain, hoping tonight I can slip out of that love as the bitter anniversary of orange leaves my tired tongue. Thought I might use this bag of vocab tricks to ignore the mix of lies and deceit that leaves me oh so sticky sweet like the stuck to the roof of my mouth peanut butter and not quite lover's kind of stress, the kind that leaves me run down Rung dry, breathing carbon dioxide through a paper bag to stop the panic attack. Setbacks made me step back and wonder why I keep writing down all of those lies. 
I should be moving on with life. I should be using this skill with my tongue to toss word letter at little boys who just don't know any better. Really should just let the liquid courage coat my padding lips, sling my wicked hips to catch any flippin' fish I wish. Cause I am not as run down as they seem to think. All I gotta do is blink and wiggle my nose and I can go back to hiding this poet's scarlet letter. I can stop wondering why these words fall out of my mouth in this order. This disorder to be misread, misspoke. I can stop hating myself for being just another baby girl poet. Obsessed with one specific who can't get with it and the real world just because you feel as though my words are cold when I try to write about something other than my reality. My confused sense of the way things ought to be see. I'm afraid I'm misusing this talent with breathing at romanticizing, spinning lies about heels and whores and drugs that I don't do, when I need to start realizing there are things bigger than me and you. Stop caring about the shiver that screamed across my skin that night and start fighting for the dreams and the rights of the people like the great MCs who spun their words so light and easy as to inspire me, me who was raised right, raised to believe that there are things bigger than me out there and that my rhymes should mark time, should make history should change the way the world looks at things because I am not just another baby girl poet who will turn tail and run when she is told to write about something other than love. Tell me mother, did you give me poetry? Did you cry sonnets when you saw that line on the stick? Did you weave words on your womb when you felt my feet kick? Did you read a Shakespeare as I was taken from thee? Or spit a rhyme when I was given to a new family? Tell me, mother, did you give me poetry? Did you bestow on me that gift to be and live free on the page? Did you give me my lust for the stage, that rush I crave? Finding G-spots with words got the audience shaking absurdly. As they think I'm pleasing them, they really satisfying me. Could it be you? From with this passion originates, does your soul relate? Your hearts need to communicate, same as mine, tongue kissing between beat breaks, leading to mindgasms that rock your senses awake. Did you give me that poetry? What I turned to when life got me weak, that burning desire to spit fire when I speak? Adoption separated you from me, but tell me, mother, did you leave me poetry? Nurture versus nature as I become theory. Your faded memory plus added fantasy, or my white lesbian mother at everyday reality. There I drop the bomb, I'm a moth phenomenon. Black child, white lesbian mom, what sci-fi channel is this weird shit on? But with my words, I make people see that her love is all that matters to me. With metaphors, I adore her, with similes, she holds me. Black and white, yin and yang, that's my mommy and me. Poetry lets me hold my mom's hand, cause now I don't care. I'm used to the glares and the what the stairs, cause she was there after all my nightmares. Rubbing my back through asthma attacks and giving me standing notes, even if my was lack. And now as I pour my pain to the page, turn around and release it on stage, I answer a question and fix the mistake that I made. Yeah, I have your nose, lips, and eyes, but I have her love, strength, and pride. You gave me my lungs to breathe, but she is the reason that I am me. You are my mother, but she is my mommy. And it was her, not you, that gave me poetry. Florence, Italy, Hostel Shower Room, Part 1. African women, naked, 
brown bodies wet from the shower in this dirty tiled bathroom with bare feet, bare legs, bare bellies and breasts uncovered as if they were hands and knees, naked bottoms, backs and shoulders, naked like Eve, without judgment from the stained mirror or the open window. They braid each other's hair among a dozen other foreign-born women without judgment from the other eaves of this shared place. These women stand natural as if they were sculpted by God, placed down from heaven to this very spot before they had time to be made anxious of unclothed skin. They move so easily with their unrestrained waists, while I cower palely, clutch towel to torso, fearing the slightest immodesty for important reasons of morality and decency I cannot now remember. Part 2. Jet lag. Remembering back to my own Puritan country, my own countrymen and countrywomen hiding their shamed backsides and frontsides inside because we are taught that a body is lustful and lust is obscene and obscenity is sin. Unless we are making love to Pepsi Cola, making believe that that touch is more than the empty of sell, sell, buy, diamond-eyed, commercialized culture, somehow excused by the vulture churches who prey and lurch on honest urges expressed. No contest, everybody does it, knows it, but we can only show it when it will make the sale, or sell or sells, forsake the new American dream, submission to the grand scheme of Target, Walmart, Abercrombie, and Fitch, their monopolies on lips, tits, and hips, until all a body means is another billboard scene, another pair of jeans sold, hard cold numbers told in profit margins and billing codes. And the receipt doesn't cover it. There is too much glory in that story, in a girl's waist now disgraced by product placement from head to feet and face to face to the human race that can take and perpetuate life who has money enough to make fed the ones, the left unlearned or dead too young. They were looking at the brand to the girl in the picture at the checkout stand, and we dare talk about liberation when we wear our own veils of 17 and Vogue magazine carrying our crosses of guilt and shame until we sweat out the lust enough to make raging fires tame. And that was the Connecticut National Youth Poetry Slam team. It's really amazing the talent that they have. While we're on the subject of local literary talent, this summer, the Cheshire Public Library will release a full-length audiobook version of Avatar of Retribution. Chapters 1 and 2 of the novel, written by two high school students, Wendy and Kieran, appeared on the first two episodes of our podcast. So, stay tuned for the whole story, released as a special edition of the CPL podcast. In 2006, the band Johnny Nine and the Racers stepped into Dexter's Lab studio with producer Nick Belmore to record their first full-length album titled Open Up Your Ears. The eight-hour days of non-stop work produced eight songs of high-energy ska rock pop music. Fans of different music genres are won over by the band's charisma and energy on stage. Johnny Nine's technically tight horn and rhythm sections are capable of transitioning from rock and roll to ska reggae with ease. Connecticut.ska describes the album as a great collection of fun and catchy sing-along songs that you'll want to get up and dance along to. Here and now here is the title track from their debut album, Open Up Your Ears. 
with Melanie from the Teen Book Board, and we're going to talk about historical fiction. Melanie is our resident expert in historical fiction. So do you need to be a real history geek to like historical fiction? No, you don't. The author works the history into the book so that it's real and it just helps elaborate on the book and make it more realistic and interesting. Yeah, so it's not like reading a textbook, say. No, not at all. I would not be reading them if it were like that. (laughs) There's stories you can relate to. Um, so what do you like best about historical fiction? Um, just, it makes it really interesting, and a lot of the history you can connect back to. Like, I know with, in high school, we're, in our papers, we're always supposed to relate to other things in literature and historical references, and it just helps. I mean, it's something, an outside information that maybe it gives you an advance over someone else. Yeah, like cross-disciplinary. Right, I just yeah. went to Gettysburg, and we went around the battlefields, and one of her books is about that, and it was just cool to be able to relate it to that. Yeah, so who's your favorite historical fiction author? 
Um, hands down, Anne Rinaldi. Anne Rinaldi. So, have you read all her books? Basically, yeah. Wow, that's impressive. She's written lots of books. Yeah, she has. <laughs> so, what do you like best about her books? What can you tell us about them? Um, one of my favorite parts of the book, she just has an amazing writing style. Her books are always so interesting. I can't put them down ever. Yeah, they're really readable. Right, yeah. they are. And they're, they're not really long, boring books. They're short, interesting. And the development she has with her characters is just really good. And I haven't really found that with any other author. Yeah, she always has strong female protagonists. Yeah. Yeah, almost like history chiclet. Right, one of her main themes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what's your favorite book by Anne Rinaldi? Um, it's a book called Time Enough for Drums. It's set during the Revolutionary War. Okay, we don't own Time Enough for Drums at the library right now, but I am going to order it, thanks to Melanie's recommendation. <laughs> so, what did you like best about Time Enough for Drums? Um, the, definitely the relationship between all the characters. One of her brothers goes off to war. Her other brother is, wants to go off, but her parents won't let him. Her mother is actually writing letters to a newspaper under an Elias, um, helping the cause and it's just a lot of like drama yeah family drama yeah that sounds really interesting I'm gonna read it as soon as it comes in would okay. you recommend it to other people yeah definitely it's my favorite book of hers all right well thanks so much for joining us Melanie thank you hello and welcome to the April podcast for the Jasper Public Library I'm Brianna and I'm Matt we're here to discuss today, Hawthorne Heights. Because we can't tell you our last names for legal reasons. <laughs> we are the Love Hate Musical Debate! And we hate Hawthorne Heights! Hawthorne Heights started a few years back and since it's already widened the world's eyes to their unique outlook on life. In a short time, they have fulfilled a variety of accomplishments, including a number of MTV hit singles and even their propagation of Ohio as a statewide haven for lovers, if you will. I disagree. Hawthorne Heights is clearly a disgrace to society. They have no musical ability, and frankly, I find the thought of a depressed emo punk 20-something wearing nothing but black with a radio outside of my window to be quite scary. Furthermore... Hawthorne Heights is a demon to society. Their lyrics connotate self-mutilation and masochistic ideals. Let me quote one of their lyrics. Cut my wrist and black my eyes so that I may fall asleep tonight. This does not sound like a message we should be spreading to our youth. Although these lyrics they write may disagree with the general public, it is their own freedom of expression and view of the world that sets them apart from the rest of the musical industry. And also, the hip style of their clothes allows the youth of our time to connect to their one-of-a-kind appearance. <laughs> Man, that takes me back. Thank you for tuning in to this month's edition of the Cheshire Public Library Podcast. Tune in next month to listen to our surprise episode. It's a surprise. In conclusion, I believe that the world should quaff the raven and listen to Hawthorne Heights nevermore. Goodbye. Goodbye. Cheshire Youth in Action is proud to announce the opening of our Spring 2006 grant application process. Our group has $500 to distribute to the nonprofit organizations or student groups 
with the best proposals for our program to benefit Cheshire youth. We may choose to fund only one proposal, but we are open to dividing the funds among several grant applicants. We strongly encourage you to take advantage of this unique opportunity. Cheshire Youth in Action is a unique leadership development program sponsored by Cheshire Youth Services. In the spring of 2006, 15 Cheshire High School students were selected to participate in this program that promotes youth community activism and student leadership. Applications for the Cheshire Youth in Action grant must be received on or before Friday, May 19, 2006. For further information, please contact Cheshire Youth Services at 203-271-6690. Now we have an announcement from the Yellow House. Come by on Mondays and Wednesdays from 2 to 6 p.m. and hang out at the Yellow House. Remember, the Yellow House is open to students in grades 9 through 12 who live in Cheshire, no matter what school you attend. Upcoming events at the Yellow House on Friday nights include on May 5th, Luau celebrates Cinco de Mayo. On May 6th, Senior Prom. On May 12th, at the Youth Center from 8 to 10 p.m., there'll be laser tag, and at the Yellow House, there'll be a DJ, tons of food, and games. On May 19th, there'll be an ultimate frisbee tournament. On May 26th, there'll be an open night with Youth Advisory Council. For more information, contact Cassandra Casey at the Cheshire Youth Services number, or contact her on her email at ccasey at cheshirect.org. Future Business Leaders of America, or FBLA, is an association established to promote leadership skills, but most importantly, business education. Members of this high school and college club will work during the school year to better their business skills in preparation for the state competition. The qualifiers will then compete at the national level, where this year's guest speaker is the real Coach Carter. Contact your local delegation for more information. If you wish to establish a new FBLA chapter, please visit the Connecticut FBLA website, www.ctfbla.homestead.com, or join our new Connecticut My MySpace group at www.groups.myspace.com ctfbla. Do you like food? Are you sociable? Then this is the perfect club for you. Connecticut Youth Forum is an association where the rare opportunity is given to high school students across Connecticut to come together and socialize. The meetings are held at a different high school once a month. Food will always be available. And that concludes the show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. To find out more about the CPL podcast and other teen programs at the Cheshire Public Library, visit our website, www.cheshirelibrary.org slash teens, or email Sarah, the teen librarian, at smorgan at cheshirelibrary.org. The CPL podcast is a project of the Cheshire Public Library, Sarah Klein Morgan, teen librarian. Production by... Ravi, Ellis, Liz, Colin, and John, and observed by Matt.
Hey, yo, voices on the show belong to me, Ravi, my homegirl Liz, my main man Colin, Gangster John, Emma, Emily, Elizabeth, Maria, Amira, Brianna, and Matt, Sarah, and Melanie. Editorial oversight by Sarah, Justin, Liz, Colin, and John.